0: Island Podcast where we compare films and their trailers did the film deliver what the trailer promised we have got a interesting one this week but i am as always joined by Matthew
1: not interested at all steve
0: <laughs> oh but you will be by the end of this uh, debate <laughs> and i'm your other host alex and yeah this is a this is an interesting
2: one i think this, this is, is this a, one's
0: going to divide us a bit i think
2: this one is truly a masterpiece in escapism action fantasy <clears throat>
0: <laughs> oh this is going to be fun. <laughs> I think I don't think Steve's particularly convinced by that. But you know what? No. That's what we're here for. You're allowed to allowed to have different opinions on, on things. Now, what year did this
2: come out? This is the important bit. This this film came out in 20 2018 and um so I know where this is going. But I, it's only 2 years ago. Can we uh it has been a while though. Oh the, the, he's he's in anyway.
1: My boat's my own gas. <laughs> Yeah. I love that guy. Yeah, he's oh, a, the, yeah.
0: The, the time tug captain. Is fantastic. Yeah, so it's it's from twenty eighteen. Therefore, the time tug mm. is here to bring uh, us toot,
2: back. Toot. Hey, look. To be fair, if we could all go back to twenty eighteen, we would, wouldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what I'd invest in. Could have invested in this movie uh, uh, and make a loss,
1: <laughs> make a massive loss.
2: All uh, right, who wants to introduce it? Oh, oh, please, I would, I would love to.
1: This movie is called Mortal Engines. <laughs> London.
0: 60 minutes is all it took to bring humanity to the very brink of extinction. Mankind mobilized, a new age arose. The age of the great predator cities. Survival of the fastest.
1: Valentine. This is for my mother Help! Ask him why he murdered my mother I'm sorry you had to hear that <laughs> As to sure she won't stop until I'm dead
0: unless you kill her first
2: I want them found
0: I've been looking for you for a long time.
2: Your mother, she said she had found something dangerous. She was
0: afraid
1: of Valentine, of what he might do. The man who controls this controls the world. She said that you could stop him. This weapon can wipe out the largest city in the blink of an eye.
2: Not if we shut it down.
1: Nothing can stand in the face of this.
0: We have to stop London before it destroys us. You sure you want to do this? Once we go in, there's no going back.
2: I have to. That just gave me goosebumps watching that. I love that. Oh, just I love everything about this. This is great. I th- this film is visually just so cool. Oh, no. I am I am yes. I am not going to argue with that at
0: all. I think you are certainly correct that this film, the trailer. Let's talk about the trailer yes, first, please. Please. The trailer is there's actually not a lot of dialogue going on in that. It does focus on quite a lot on the visuals of this film, mm. and I think it portrays that quite well. The spectacle.
2: Of this is quite encouraging. Yes. You watch the trailer, and think this looks epic. It does look epic, and, that, and I think that's what—that's the big thing they're trying to get across—is just the scale of this production. And now they do make a big thing in that trailer. I can—I can tell Steve is just biding his time. He's you know going to try and tear this down, but um, th- this trailer does make a big point of it being from the—if you want to call it—the Peter Jackson family, essentially. Like he's—he's right. he's written this with his wife, who's also his writing partner. And so his other th-
1: writing partner as well.
2: And it's and directed by Christian Rivers, who started out as, I believe, a storyboard artist on Lord of the Rings.
1: He's done some second unit stuff since then as well.
2: Yeah, I think he did second unit on The Hobbit, which mm. probably isn't great to have on your resume. But, um, <laughs> but this is his first uh, directorial film. And obviously I imagine Peter Jackson would have probably helped him out. Fairly. So
0: this wasn't a book. This is a book. This oh, is this is a book.
2: Yes, and I've read all the books... And the books, not to sound like that person, but this is definitely a case where the books are better. Did you read the books before the movie? I read the books afterwards. Okay, okay. Um, because there are four books in total, and there there's a quite a huge range of prequels as well after after that. But um, is this the first book? This is the first book. So all of this happens in the film. Happens in the book. Yes. Now there are some pretty major changes that they've made, especially at the end. I think it's. I don't think they're going to be making any more because this film did not, unfortunately, perform all that well when it came out. But I would, I would have been curious to see what they were going to do with the story because there were some pretty big changes. But anyway, um, I think this film, having read the book and then watching the film afterwards, it's a pretty big task to try and adapt to this. There's a lot here in that book to actually bring to life. That is, I think that's
0: one of the key issues that I found in this. That it seemed like they didn't know which story they wanted to tell. Yeah, I, I would, would, would I be fair in saying that? Do you think like there's like five or six major plot points that happen throughout this that could just be a film in themselves?
2: Yeah, absolutely. It, there's, it's, very, for, it's only about two hours. I feel like they should have really made it three hours and given it the time it needed to actually do this stuff properly. Because there's especially some dialogue scenes at the beginning that are quite rushed. I, I really
0: struggled with the dialogue <laughs> in this. I felt like it was like, here, read this line. Don't worry about emotion or anything. Or just think of a really basic one and just read it. Like, yeah. I, I don't, just, there was just something that was so... It felt really stilted. Like they weren't given real direction how to
2: say yeah. the words that they were being told to say well i'm going to launch into what this film 's actually about in a moment but um steve you 've been remarkably quiet,
1: please launch in
2: uh, do you want Shall I get this out of the way first and then yep, go for it all right so uh, this film is a post apocalyptic film there 's been uh, the sixty minute war which has essentially almost wiped out all of humanity on the planet and um, the remaining survive- when, did, when did the when did the 60 minute war happen oh it's, it's mid uh, probably you know what probably November 2020 Okay. It's, no it's, I think uh, yeah around this this time is when okay. it sort of happens and this is set um almost it's about thou- a thousand thousands years. years in in the future. the survivors have basically mobilized the city so like London and all these little townships are literally moving around on giant wheels and tracks <laughs> and there's a there's a huge kind of um what's the word not cyberpunk um steampunk steampunk mm-hmm, mm-hmm. element to the design and aesthetics in this movie. It's sort of like technology's gone backwards but also at the same time like they're all using you know blimps and stuff as opposed to yeah. sort of more high tech stuff. It's like stuff. scavenged tech. It's yeah. futuristic
0: scavenged tech which I yeah. think is fairly representative steampunk.
2: And, um, and basically we've got uh, Hugo Weaving who thinks he's doing the right thing by trying to sort of get you know the biggest gun to defend his people and our, our protagonists uh, Hester Shaw and Thomas Natsworthy, try and stop him with help of the many friends they find along the way. Mm. And isn't it, isn't it a wonderful story of characters from all different backgrounds coming together and working things out and just getting along with one another? Isn't it lovely?
1: What a mess! <laughs> what an absolute mess! <laughs> From, from, from the people who bought you, like, an Academy Award winning film. not, not like, an Academy Award film, like, cleaned up in yeah. 2003. 12, right? 12 Oscars, the, Return the of the same King. three people, all right, <laughs> wrote that movie and they wrote this movie. Mm. What absolute trollop. Was there any, any of this movie actually made on, on an actual set or was it all green screen?
2: I no, I. There's definitely some really good sets. One of my favorite sets. Yeah, in but this are movie, they
1: all green screen set?
2: Oh I no, don't. I think I think I, there are some really nice sets. Yeah, in there. I, some I really love... developed, beautiful sets. I think one of my favorites is actually when they're off of London, about the middle of the film, and they're just in the treadmarks. Mm. And I think that just looks great. Like that's that's, that's, a, that's a shot that that set the shots of those sets there that really just um, expand the imagination. You look at that going, oh, what what a world they've created here with this. <laughs> No, I, I really think My, that the actual world design and lore in this film I think is terrific. I agree with Matt on that point. I think
0: visually in the world that they build in this is I think is almost second to none with how they create this space. What I have a problem with... <laughs> Is the story and the uh, pacing uh. and the people and the acting and the motivations of characters and why they do things and uh. the th- tropes that come into play mm. and just all these things. I think it just they just try to do far too much.
1: Why? Um, why is Tom Natsworthy in this film? Because I swear to God, he is the most useless character. No, and and oh, if so, okay. you eliminate him. <laughs> You eliminate 30 minutes of this film. Now,
2: this is my issue having read the book, is that when you read the books, his presence makes a lot more sense and he's actually part of this story in a much more significant way. But it doesn't
1: happen in this film. No,
2: I, and That's my point, is I, I am agreeing with you that this film has not adapted some of these characters as well as they could have. Especially some of the side characters, you go, what? in the book, yeah, you go, yeah, that, that's, they do this that, and the other in this they are there because they are in the book if that makes sense like they don't actually yeah. bring anything to the film i understand what yeah. you're saying by that um, i
0: i just thought that like you know he makes a decision
2: <laughs> in the Oh, I love how just the confusion <laughs> that this film has. created let, let, let
0: me sort of try and go chronologically with with what I'm trying to think of here. The first sort of half an hour where the where the cities are driving through and there are chase sequences with these monolith things trying to catch each other. That was awesome. Yeah, it, it that is. That was fantastic. I, w- I, I thought would that like was a really good. Two hours of that would have been great. But then that doesn't happen for the rest of the film. Yeah. <laughs> the trailer in that is about these massive cities doing these things. And then all of a sudden, they're just not doing that anymore. And it's just set pieces. And like the fact that they're mobile cities sort of has nothing to do with the story anymore. Well, and then- well
2: that's not true because you've got the two factions, haven't you? You've got the, the sort of stationary people who are safe behind their wall with all their resources and then you've got the mobile cities...
1: The yeah, anti-tractionists. Oh, God, I can't even say that got, because
2: it's ridiculous. You've got the... Um, the anti-tractionists. The- <laughs> and then, but then you've got the mobile cities, which, which are running out of resources. So that's the sort of stakes, is that they've consumed everything. Yeah. And so they want to now take over the anti-tractionists. Why don't they stop? And build a farm or something? Yeah. Now, this is... I didn't I, I didn't understand I like, think I think it's a valid question I think because of the, the amount of world building that's going on I think there's always going to be a bit of um suspension of disbelief perhaps because London is so huge It is it's massive. Is there really a threat to it if they stopped? Is but then I think the idea is that if they stop they are no longer finding these these resources they depend on the resources they steal from other cities they capture.
1: But if they move their city to a really nice iron rich copper rich part of the world Sat down, mine those resources. Great, we've got the resources. Get back up and then move again. Mm, Why mm. don't we do that? Um, Instead, they painted a really, really funny face in the front of the city so it can go...
2: Uh, That was the flag of England, I think, or the UK. Um, That was the, uh, the Union Jack, but that's okay. It looks like a funny face. Wow. Look, I know.
0: Were
1: you wearing your glasses
2: when you were watching this?
1: I was very drunk.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: well, okay. Well, back to my problems that I had. But yes, with it. yes. So, yeah. So we, then we get to where they've done all the chasing, and then that sort of stops, and the motivation—I don't know—just sort of <laughs> changes and does something else. But then, like, is, what is it? What's his name? Tom. Tom. Tom Natsworthy. You know, I thought he was really cool when he was like, you know, going, "Oh, these are all the things that I'm interested in," and mm. you know, trying to save these you know, relics and stuff. And he's got a toaster at some point, and he's like, "Oh, well, this is amazing bit of technology," oh,
2: and you've lost the knob.
0: And but he's also hoarding all these dangerous relic weapons as well, and he's like, "Oh, I'm going to wait till we get to the marshes to drop this off, rather than like you know just dropping it because we're traveling at a hundred miles an hour and stomping on everything in our path. But I'm going to wait and keep this stuff on board, and also bring up the point that people have been stealing from me, but I'm oh, still yeah. not going to get rid of stuff either way. Yeah. Hey, it, look, it, and and then and then. <laughs> <laughs> also, leading up to this point, the film visually does these really weird things where it's constantly characters walk through, and the camera will then like go to a sign that says something and deliberately keep pointing. It happens a dozen times. Yeah, deliberately going to something, going look at this thing because this is going to be important later. Oh, yeah, it is bad like for that multiple times. Mm. I'm like, that was really distracting. Yeah, okay
2: This movie is not subtle in any uh, this way This movie was never trying to be subtle It's giant <laughs> and then, cities just, driving and around and
0: then, Okay, so uh, look I think we need to be able to talk about spoilers Because that's fairly important Would would, would
1: we agree? Okay. Like, yeah, uh, are, would. You, are you guys comfortable talking about spoilers? Well, technically this film was spoiled the first five minutes <laughs> You know, once we've done this, I'm going to go to the
2: Island Cinema and I'm just going to rewatch this really loud so you can both hear it. So
0: I think it's fairly, I mean, in the trailer, it, it shows that Hugo Weaving is on the receiving end of a stabby, stabby knife yes. thing, which implies that he is the bad guy in this and he's the one with the super weapon, boba. Blah, blah, blah. Well, he kicks Tom off the, the ledge in the trailer. In the as well. trailer. Yeah, it kicks him off basically into a fun, fun, happy slide. <laughs> it does, Which yeah. clearly is probably not going to kill him, even though that seems to be his intent. Feels yeah. like
1: counterintuitive to put that in the trailer as well. That could have been a really nice surprise. It would have been, yeah. Because the
0: film
2: portrays him as a good guy up until that point. It does. It mm-hmm. makes a big deal out of going, hey, Hugo Weaving is and the savior and of And he's this
0: doing all these nice things to the people they've just captured yeah. and trying to respect them. And he's doing all these things. And if you hadn't seen the trailer, you'd think, this is the good guy of the film. He's the one with all the good stuff and he's yeah. got all the good ideas. And maybe he's fighting
2: the good fight. Because the mayor or whatever his name is sort of the guy who's sort of like,
0: you can't be there, Yeah.
2: Now, the strange thing is, is that in the book, the um, Hugo Weaving's character, Valentine, and the mayor, their characters are switched. So Hugo Weaving see, is doing dodgy things, but he actually comes around at the end and actually is a good guy, and the mayor is the evil one.
1: I'm or- just thinking, why is there a mayor in this movie whatsoever? Oh, why yeah, why yeah. do I need to see an, a, a leadership coup three quarters of the way through? Why can't Hugo Weaving's character, Valentine, just be... The guy in charge because, the whole way through. Because he's
2: a dinosaur and Hugo Weaving is the meteor.
1: Do you like that line? No, I, I did not.
2: <laughs> at all. And then he shoots him in the face. <laughs> now, there's the other thing. <laughs> this appears to be a kid's film. Uh, you I would say like youth. Young adult, I would suggest. Students, and yeah.
0: but it gets to this point all of a sudden some dude gets his head blown off with a shotgun. <laughs>
2: Yeah. By so, the
0: lady from the Matrix. The lady from the Matrix. And and, the, and le- someone also
2: gets stabbed in the head with a foot sword. Oh, oh. don't give me don't give me so little. No, the I foot no sword. I want why to bring d- up the foot sword because <sighs> I don't understand why you don't like the foot sword. Because it's it, in the back of her shoe. It makes sense why in would James you- Bond. <laughs> To have, the, to have a, a
0: concealed knife yeah. in the pointy bit of your shoe so you can kick outwards and stab someone. <laughs> mm-hmm. In this, it's in the heel of her shoe, yes. so she has to do a spinning bird kick and, and, yeah. and flick but, her head. Like, when she gets older, that's going to be useless because maybe, everyone's hamstrings maybe, get tighter.
2: Maybe that's, like... You know her secret move. Maybe she's been trained, and that's why she likes
1: it. She like needs that. a
2: different secret move. Well, it's like a, a Soka from Star Wars having the two lightsabers. She holds one of them backwards. You know, like it's...
1: yeah, but one of those lightsabers is not in the back of her shoe. <laughs>
0: And she can hold it forwards if she wants to. Like, if you're in the middle of a fight, like, just hang on a sec. I just need to adjust my knife to the front. Mm, of my foot. Just, yeah. just hang on, hang on, yeah. just hang on. Who I'll just throws gotta...
1: a shoe, honestly?
2: <laughs> Who throws a shoe?
0: And see, this is where all these other characters are introduced. And you're just like, okay, so you're an extra person I have to think about. What's your motivation? Okay, we're not clear on that. All right, let's move on. <laughs> and then there's the undead guy oh, with the glowing Shrike. eyes. I love Shrike. Now, I will admit, I really liked his character. I was I was, you know, backing him in this. I'm like, that guy's got
2: motivation. Yeah. I know what he wants. He's actually the strongest uh translation I think of character into this film from the book. So for those who haven't seen the film, he's sort of this
0: undead creation. I don't
2: know what made yeah. him half war or something. Yeah, he's like yeah. thousands of years old. He was made by by us before the the war and everything, and he um, was
0: a human at some point, yeah. but now he's basically a robotic corpse, yeah, pretty much of some sort. And it turns out that after, uh, what's her name's what's, Hester, Hester's, Hester Shaw, Hester once, once Hester. her parents were or well, her mum was killed, yeah, yeah.
2: And she has to escape. Because she has to escape, strike
0: back. this undead thing. Finds her. Finds her and then raises her mm. for what I think is probably 15, 10, 15 years. Yeah, it's a decent amount of time. Potentially. But his motivation is that he wants to turn her into the undead. Well, keep- she wants that too.
1: That's, our, that's That motivation is as absurd as, as the Team America thing where they're like, I promise I will never die. Yeah, well, that's because that's funny, though. Yeah, but this isn't funny. This is just like uh, okay, but great. No, But that's that's
0: Shrike's motivation. That's how he sees having her forever. And that is, is like, that's what I want
2: and that's what I'm going to do. And that's all we get about him and it makes no, sense. No, no, that's not true because we also see, we assume it's either his son in the past that he's still, this is the idea. Well, no, that's what I'm saying is that like, yeah. yes, you understand that background that he, when he was a person, he had a son yeah. and therefore his
0: motivation is now that he wants to have someone, a child yeah. to live with him forever. But he doesn't
2: quite remember, his memory is not all there. so he's But, but of, he
0: understands that's what his motivation is. Yeah. yeah. And he maintains that mm, yes. and that's what he wants to do. Yes. And that is the clearest motivation that we have in this film from someone.
1: It's also the best written part of it as well, because everything else in this movie is exposition. The the backstory we're talking about with Shrike is 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 literally like a, a shot of Shrike followed by a shot of a photo with him with two people, a man and his son. Yeah, and we like, assume the man is it's never in. ever explicitly said, and yeah. that is the literally the only best part of this film. <laughs>
2: Uh, you're wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I really like that. And then all
0: of a sudden they're in a cloud city, and then you know, and then they do the thing that's like where there's a they, the camera zooms up to the thing and says no naked flames, you know, and uh, it's like yeah, well okay. yes I realized that, that, gonna, that once... which means I was like well clearly there's going to be an explosion soon. <sighs>
1: you Do touch on it correctly that um, this film relies too heavily on already established tropes. Right, it's a,
2: it is a very cliche yeah. movie. Yes, when we get
1: introduced to the the Matrix lady, what's her name? Anna Yang, uh, like? An- Anna Fang, Anna Fang. Well, I was like, I looked at her and I'm like, this is the, 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 the classic character, the rebel character that's going to die at the end. Oh, she's definitely, yeah. And what happens? Oh, of course, she mm. dies at the end. Mm. Yeah, okay. Uh,
0: you look Yeah, because at- she even drops a line like, I want to make sure that my ashes are spread something or something, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, mm-hmm. well, she's going to die yeah. in the next 20 minutes. And then we've got Catherine Valentine. Oh, yeah. Now, she is useless in this movie genuinely could have done without her yeah
1: I enjoyed reading up on her her career more than I did watching the movie the actress yeah did you know she's the daughter of Vincent D'Onofrio oh
0: really yeah oh there you go is he the guy in in Uh, Jurassic World Vincent D'Onofrio yeah yeah, Jurassic World is a I put my hands on my head like (laughs) (laughs) this from Men in Black yes okay Edgar Yes, that's right. It, it, his name is Yeah, it? yeah. Sugar, I didn't sugar. <laughs> <In>.
2: <laughs> With water. Water.
1: <laughs> I didn't realize oh. he had uh, married an Australian woman, and oh.
2: um, yeah. Sorry, we've just lost Alex to the memories of Men in Black.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I love that movie. It's a great movie.
0: A good anyway, movie. and the film also then does the the bad guy is the main characters. Dad. <sighs> yeah. Not once. Saw that coming. But twice. Mm. We get it because she's essentially got two dads in this. Not, you know. <laughs> yeah. So two dads, yeah. The adoptive dad. <laughs> adoptive dad and a natural yes. dad. Yes. And it turns out they're both evil. So they're both on the evil
2: dad trope. Well, I don't twice. Know if, I don't know if Shrike's evil. It's certainly implied as being evil He's definitely not Yeah but he's not doing it to be evil He has evil tendencies What is their role Is he
0: the only In the books Is he Mm. the only thing of his kind In the books Uh, In in,
2: Because it's sort of implied in the movies That they know of these mm, things that exist In the books That he's not the only one In the books They actually make more Right, um, but he's he he's actually in all of the books. Um, okay, he, he's throughout the whole. He's he's actually the best character throughout the entire. Because I thought it would series. have been interesting if if Hester had been turned mid film. Yeah, me
0: too. And mm. then she
2: was battling with this mm. undead urges. Well. and... Uh, This is a spoiler for the book, not that it has any bearing on the film, obviously. But that actually, Anna Fang doesn't, from memory, doesn't die at the end of the book. But she does get turned into a resurrected person, and she is the villain. Interesting. That's that's interesting. Yeah, that's the thing. Is the book having read the books? uh, Because I do like the film, and I thought I'd read some more. And I was like, these books are incredible. And this film, however good and amazing it is, hasn't quite lived up to the to the (laughs) book. You know. Well, the film
0: cost a hundred million US to make. It made just under eighty four (sighs) million. Ooh. so what's yeah. the rule of
1: thumb with uh, mm-hmm. film budgets it's usually you double that number because you' gotta to got to take into account marketing as well so
0: oh yeah they, they lost money but Peter Jackson's probably cashed up from Lord of the Rings Ooh, so yeah. yeah I'm sure he's fine
1: you know what this felt like it felt like uh Peter Jackson was really really invested in this film for like a decade like, yeah he was obsessed over it and he wrote the script and all that uh, and then one day just sort of got tired of it. I just sort of palmed it off to, like the most trustworthy director that he knew. I don't think he's recovered from The
2: Hobbit. If I'm honest, he should. I mean, I think he got absolutely slammed for his work on the Hobbit trilogy that he he doesn't doesn't want to direct currently because he did the um, World War One doco as well, which was great. Yeah, but um, I think he's taking a break from actually directing stuff. I think is what he's doing. He's allowed to do that, which is he allowed. It's just a shame because I think if he did direct this, it probably would have been better. No yeah, disrespect I, to Christian Rivers, this obviously his first film, but I, I, I think it was probably too big a film
0: for a first time. There's a lot going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it really needed. Like I think probably Peter Jackson had a lot to do influence with the visuals and the mm. who they gave you know contracts to to make. Do the VFX for this film because it's phenomenal. It really is. The v- VFX are really good, in and this. the set building and all that stuff, and all like all the little trinkets and things. It looks looks fantastic. Mm, it does. And, but the problem is, is with the living stuff on screen.
1: I, I would say that the the problem starts with the script. I don't think Peter Jackson and his two collaborators have actually <clears throat> given a, a decent enough story to actually turn into a film. I, I think if you gave this this, this script to anyone. I don't think they'd really be able to redeem a, a, a great deal for me. Yeah, well,
0: okay. as, you know, through Matt's point where he talks about you know the books being better than the film, which is which is I mean, I think you're going to be hard pressed to find someone who's going to argue in most cases <laughs> that the film was better than the book. Yeah, yeah, sure, there might be examples that I think Jurassic
2: Park might be one of those examples. I think they're just different because that book is so adult, and then the film mm. is so. Well, it's not family-friendly per se, but yeah, the, the, bu- <laughs> the book is definitely for an
1: adult audience. Well, the, the Shawshank
0: Redemption yeah, I was about to say that. is another one. Um, I think The Mist as well had a better ending than the book.
1: I would like to get the opinion of someone who read the books before. The I, think, I, think, yeah. I think I I I think,
0: think, think the point that I was trying to make is that they had so much source material <laughs> that they went, we want to try and fit everything in. And you know what? They're i I fully support that you that the books are prop you know are quite good
2: i th- I really think they are They're and good.
0: and they probably are I haven't read them but I think they tried to take too much they didn't pick and choose no that i don't I wonder if they didn't have the guts to sort of go this is a Peter Jackson script and we need to strip it back mm. and alter things they've gone okay we're just going to take what he's given us i that that's not I'm not saying that's what happened I'm saying that sounds like what, it, what could have happened is that there was just there was just so much material that they didn't focus on just a really solid path
2: yeah, they re- this film should not have been 2 hours it needs to be longer or they just I disagree with that or, or i take, think like take stuff out or have the stuff you've got but understand that you need more time to do it properly just choose pick and choose a bit better i think mm. and and
0: if you're going to stab someone you want to kill <laughs> don't provide them the opportunity to look at what you're doing and respond
1: also don't put the knife in your Back of your shoe as well.
0: <laughs> well, no, that was a different situation. In that <laughs> hey, situation, she, she was still, very effective if you're going against to like, the
1: guys, got someone, her guy. Just don't do it with the. Um, if you're going to stab a dude, just just stab them. Don't go like, <laughs> "This is for my mother." <laughs> oh, she wasn't French, wasn't it? No, yet? she was not. Okay, Matt. First of all, how many books were in the main series? Four. Four. Okay, so this film. Uh, it, you watch the trailer and you go, they're setting up for a sequel. That's that's the impression I got. Yeah, but you watch the film and the film feels one and done. It's like, okay, we're just doing this self-contained story.
2: There are time jumps in the books. It definitely doesn't um, set out
1: itself. It doesn't set itself up for sequels.
2: No, which um, I
1: find interesting. I uh, you probably could read into that a little bit more.
2: I agree, but at the same time, I think with the time jumps that are between the books. Because it essentially chronicles their whole life into um, old age. These two characters, that I think maybe they could have picked up the next film, and it's ten years later, and mm-hmm. it probably would have been all right. Yeah. Because we
0: don't sort of get
2: any uh, post credit sequence or something.
1: Or no.
0: Of someone's I definitely closed eyes. For it. <laughs> <laughs> someone's closed
2: eyes opening and they're yeah. glowing or something. And you're like, ooh, sequel. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I wish they I,
1: it, they could have found their feet if they'd gone to make more. One yeah. final thing from me: uh, the score annoyed me because it's the one um, one melody the whole way through.
2: That's true. Well, Shrike has his own theme, and that's about it. Yeah, I, there was uh, nothing notable about the music in this at all for
0: me.
1: <laughs> the, the notable thing was it, it's literally like the same motif every every action pass, pack sequence. The same motif. Yeah. No, no change to the the music whatsoever.
2: I would like to. Before we perhaps wrap up, because I feel like <laughs> I feel like we're sort of yeah we're done we're done. But um, my my one question though, and it's the reason I love this film, <laughs> is despite like just think of Anakin monologuing about sand in Attack of the Clones. Like, yes, it's terrible, but we still like the movie. They were still, no, we don't. <laughs> there are still good bits in it, you know. And so for this film, for me, yes, some of the dialogue and acting is very wooden and some of the dialogue seems to cut stupidly fast. Like, it's like, just slow down, let the dialogue actually land with the design of the world and the escapism and the adventure it's just a guilty pleasure it's just fun like i could do you not agree that this film can i, be I can i can understand your point that you could just go yeah oh, this is good
0: fun action flick you know if you're looking for a good fun action flick and then you've got to remind yourself oh there's some brutal violence that happens halfway through you know uh can i sh- watch this with kids uh, i have to think about it you know I. Yeah. but but you're right if you wanted to completely switch off and just i don't know watch a film about some baddies doing things and yeah, some revenge boring. and stuff and yeah. secret weapons and oh look there's the thing that we don't understand but us people now get yeah that's funny. <laughs>
1: you're uh, you're wrong but. <laughs> I think a guilty pleasure yeah. Uh, it it, it can't be a bad film but it needs to feel like the people working on it had fun and I just didn't get that from any of the Oh I would disagree all. with that.
0: I, I read an article that this was the best bad movie of 2018.
2: <laughs> I'd agree with that. It's fun. They've got a giant city, and now they're using harpoon guns to capture the other city. And then there's a big walking prison in the middle of the ocean. How cool is that? It's a
1: prison walking, was it?
2: Yeah, it was. it had crab legs, and he was walking through the sea. Like that was awesome. Why did it need to walk? Because it doesn't. <laughs> but, that, but that's my point. Is, <laughs> Yes. Why did it need to walk? <laughs> but that's my point is is it doesn't matter. You just look at it and go, That's really cool. I don't care that it doesn't make any sense. Why is
1: it so easy to break people out of that prison as well?
2: <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. Right.
1: yeah like, don't hang on, don't they just like
2: like snap one of the legs and yeah. drown everyone in there? Yeah, they do. Yeah, so the walking part was actually its downfall in the end. <laughs> I know, surely there would have been some you know,
0: oil rigs or something left over from our time and they're just like, oh, we can just use that. I don't know. Now nah, we
2: need it to be a giant crab. Oh, that's right, it
0: has to be moving, otherwise yeah. that'd be anti-tractionist. Yeah. <laughs> Mar- Mar- Mar-
2: what is it marsipial? Mar- uh, m- Ma- municipal. municipal Darwinism. Municipal Darwinism. I don't even know what that means. No, they say it a few times in the film. it's like, like yeah. it's municipal Darwinism.
0: Guys, like, guys,
1: guys, I have an idea for a new prison, right? <laughs> now, when you think of stability, what do you think of? People uh, on stilts, crab legs. Let's do it. Clown, <laughs> clowns on stilts. That's like what I think about. Five, six legs, doesn't it? Yeah. it? Didn't help, did it? No, it didn't
2: help. The poor thing. I only had to take one out. <laughs> uh, how um, Shang the the anti tractionist city with the giant wall and the big guns? That was cool. Yeah, I mean, if you
0: um, just wanted to aim for offensive stereotypes, then sure, it was a great yeah. option to choose. Oh, was it? Uh, maybe
1: the it Chinese were hiding behind a wall.
2: Well, not them. There were loads of people there. All we needed was for the. But they were all in start. like samurai outfits no, and stuff, that and is I was true. like, "How
1: did you get
0: that?" And then you know, someone had a super weapon, uh, you know, aka the Death yeah. Star, mm. and shot it at oh, a thing, God. and then it had a simple weakness. There are where a lot of. They shot the heart uh, of the machine, and it blew up, and then all that stuff happened. There are um, a lot of Star Wars yeah.
2: similarities in this. Obviously, I think they
0: they literally do a trench run. Let's give it a rating, let's, please. Let's, I'll go last. Let, let us put it to bed. Um, <laughs> Let's let's sandwich this. Steve, oh, you go first. Okay, okay. Oh no, we have to think about what's what's it out of? Backwards stabbing shoes? Yes. I
2: think it's gotta yeah. be, hasn't it? <laughs>
1: uh this is a is a zero on a flip, or do we just go half? <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> That's pretty mean, but I will go a half just because Shrike's backstory was the only well written. <laughs> Remember we did part. the Taylor Swift. Half a <laughs> half a backward knife shoe. Um, it is an assault on the senses, and not in a good way. <laughs> not in a good way. Uh, the The CGI looks ugly. It does oh, not. I it does strongly not, disagree. It does not look epic. It, it does. does not look epic. The score is annoying. Uh, the dialogue <laughs> is is purely expositional. There is no subtext to what any one of these people are saying. What the main character has a fifteen minute flashback halfway through the film. And we come out of it and she says, that's it. That's my whole sad story. And I'm like, yes, wait, no, we just saw that. We just saw that. And you're just going to comment on it like that. Every one of the actors seemed like they didn't want to be there. Hugo Weaving especially. Uh, And the only person I thought did want to be there was Stephen Lang. And he was in CGI (laughs) for the entire film. And it doesn't really sound like him anyway. No, it doesn't. No. Mm, mm. Uh, Yeah, this is uh, probably one of the worst films I've ever seen. Wow, that so is
0: half, half, half a backstabby shoe knife. Yep, okay. that's incredible. That is
2: savage.
1: I think I probably have more uh, harsh things to say about it as well, but I'm, okay. just, I'm just too sad. <laughs> 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 Please right. don't go see this movie. It is terrible. <laughs>
0: that is Steve's opinion. I've represented the Trial <laughs> Island podcast. Uh, all right, I I'm gonna go. My wife, uh, hmm. she said to me afterwards, she was like. I'm angry
1: <laughs> I knew it. for having lost two hours <laughs> of my evening. So by sandwich, do you mean we're going to give it really bad reviews and sandwich Matt against the floor? <laughs> <laughs> um, Don't um, let him speak.
0: I'm going to give it more than a half. Thank God. Three quarters. And, <laughs> and I... I feel like the visuals were fantastic and the world building was fantastic, but nothing else was good. <laughs> the story was watery at best. The acting and dialogue and everything. like I thought Hugo Ween was actually quite good. I thought the mayor was quite good. He had his clear motivations. I thought Shrike was quite good. I just didn't buy everyone else being in this world. And then Matrix Lady turning up like, how are your clothes so clean and your glasses not broken? And why yeah. do you have such a tidy haircut? Yeah. This is very sus. Mm. You know? And a backwards stabby shoe. She's and a backwards stabby well. shoe. And then she just blows the guy's head off with a shotgun who probably didn't deserve it. He was just there doing his job for the day. He was a slave trader.
2: Well, that might be the only way of
1: post-apocalypse. How are you supposed to get by oh, if wow. you can't trade in human beings?
2: The film makes it very clear that slave trading in any context is very bad.
1: <laughs> Eating other cities completely okay.
2: Uh, so I, I,
0: I'm between two and two and a half out of out of. I think respect for the filmmaking genre and in general I'll, I'll go two
2: and a half all right that's that was very big of you that's very mature thank you, yeah, <laughs> you know, unlike, unlike someone else
1: here i just want to point out my rating was out of the respect for the film genre as well <laughs> <laughs> um well, i'll keep it brief um this
2: film does have issues and the, the writing is is actually it's not terrific but um i just love the escapism in this movie and, and the adventure behind it and just the steampunk elements, like all everything looks cool, in my opinion. All the design is cool, and the concepts are really cool. And um, I just love tuning out and, and watching this movie for two hours, and, and I always have a really good time. So I'm going to give it a four. <laughs> four? Because four. <laughs> there are things wrong with this, and there are things I don't like about it. But I have to admit, I, when I went to see this in the cinema... I walked out thinking re- I was really satisfied. I thought I got everything I wanted to, what I expected to get out of that, which was just a really good action adventure. So yeah, it's four for me. And you're all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so we've come to a grand total of seven. <laughs> <laughs> Too high. Uh, what I would suggest really to our dear listeners is, is you know, make your own opinions. Go and watch this movie. <laughs> and if you get really angry, that's fine. You can send me a message and, and I'll... Apologise, but just go and watch it, and um, you might you might like it. Go with an open mind. I think there is a lot of merit to this film.
1: There are better ways to spend two hours.
2: I have gone
0: into a lot of situations with an open mind <laughs> and um, not come out better for it. That's okay. how we ended up on this island. That is also very true. Mm. That- <laughs> but
1: Matthew, yeah, well, I we're respect- stuck with it now, aren't we? <laughs> 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 this movie right. was like sitting in sand for five hours. It's rough and coarse, and it gets everywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh uh,
0: look, you know, escapism has its has its place. I think it's the a great.
1: Stars. If you're in lockdown somewhere, watch this movie. It'd be great. I don't know why, but it made me f- think of Hot Fuzz. The movie did. Oh, yeah. Why? It's made me think of Timothy Dalton saying, "What absolute tosh." <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Hey, look, the theme music.
0: Hey, something that actually has motivation behind it. <sighs> uh, <laughs> oh, poor Matthew. i see you, everyone. I'll see you next week. <laughs> And there he goes, stomping off the beach. Is he drowning himself? (laughs) (laughs) No, that's the uh, script writer. (laughs) (laughs) Put a rim shot on the soundboard. (laughs) Uh, Actually, I do. I just can't remember where it is. Um, So, yeah, we... We, we've been the Trailer Island Podcast. You can catch us every Wednesday. Thank you for tuning in. You can find us on any podcast platform that you find us on, Apple, Google, Spotify, Deezer, whatever whatever you, you, you choose. Uh, send us an email. We want to hear your suggestions. Um, contact at trailerisland.com.au. Send us a message via the Facebook page as well, Trailer Island Podcast. And I think that's sort of... That's yeah. for and if week. Peter
2: Jackson, if you're listening, um, send us a message. We would like to talk to you.
0: We would love to have you on... Um, on our podcast. Mm, mm. I know our reach is, I have no doubt, a few degrees of separation from his ears. <laughs> uh, we've been the, uh, what are we, Trailer Island Trailer, Podcast? Yes, correct. And uh, we've been another episode. Good
1: night, everyone. Ta-ta. Sugar weaving and wampus dumper. It's a great movie. <laughs> this is a Narrative Network podcast.